Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in ma ba'd. Now, inshallah ta'ala, I want to just kind of briefly clarify to the best of my ability the understanding of accepting the fatawa of the ulama without the ulama providing any evidences and or understanding taqlid or taqlid al-amma, blind following. One, I want to discuss uh, the meaning of taqlid, lughatin, in the language, and also istilahin, in the religion. Also discuss the topic of taqlid as it relates to the classification of people in relation to this blind following. And is it totally prohibited? On one hand, you have the hadadiyya, or the likes of those people who imitate them, or like some of the Hajjari followers who say that we go straight to Kitab and Sunnah. This is one extreme because everyone doesn't have the ability to go to Kitab and Sunnah uh, in and of itself. On the other hand, you have those who are lackadaisical and easy, and they say we accept everything from the scholars. And the ulama themselves, they say that they are not the evidences in and of, the, of itself, but they are only clarifiers of the evidence. So this means that also, if you just go straight to them and take everything that they say, they may be incorrect, and they get a reward. As the messenger mentioned in the hadith in Bukhari about the judge who judges and he gets it correct, he gets one reward, uh, two rewards, and he makes a mistake, he gets one reward. But, of course, does that go for the one who follows him? So that means that anyone who has the ability to find out the evidences that he still takes the evidence, he still takes the opinion of the sheikh, although he may be incorrect, and this is not permissible. So if we take the opinion that we take anything, everything, then that's also an extreme. So ahl sunnati wa jama'a salafiyun, salafiyin, we're in the middle. So we have to understand this. So let's, let's, let's first start with, uh, a taqlid lughatin. If you look at Sheikh Muhammad bin Salihatimeen in his book, uh, Al-Usul min Alm al-Usul, the Sheikh, he mentions that, uh, taqlid is wadi'a shay fi al-unuq muhitan bihi kal qilada. So it's like to place something on the neck. Or around the neck, such as like a um, collar or, or like something like this around the neck. So, in other words, you're placing a leash on someone's neck, and of course, this person he guides you like a sheep or something like this. He guides that person like you know he take or a dog. You guide that that dog around that leash. So, in the language, this is what taklid means to place something around the neck. That encircles the neck. In the the deen istilahin, it is following those who don't have with him any hujjah. Ittiba'a man laysa qawlahu hujjah. There's a poet that said, Taqlidina qubul qawl al-qa'il, al-qa'il min ghayra dhakara hujjah lil-sa'il. That blind following with us, taqlidina qubul, qawl al-qa'il, is accepting the statements of the one who is questioned, 
من غير ذكر حجة للسائل without the one who was questioned providing any evidence for the questioner. So this is taqlid. So to follow someone without any evidence. Or Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih Thimeen Rahimahullah Ta'ala says Qalada fulan falanin ya'ni wadi'fi anakawhu qilada. So, you know, it means like to uh, follow someone, uh, you know, or placing on his neck a collar. So, qalada falan falanin ya'ni wadi'fi anakawhu qilada. So let's let's look at it again. So blind following in the language sense it means like to place a collar or something encircling the person's neck. So it means that you're leading that person around uh by that collar. In the religion it means to follow someone Without that person stating any hujja, any evidence. Now, is it related, or is, does it mean that, as it relates to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that we make taqlid in following him? No, as it relates to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, is not considered taqlid. Is not considered that, because why? Because the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he does not speak except with hujjah, well, except with evidence. Also, is it considered to be taqlid if it's ijma'ah, al-ulama? No. Because the ulama, when it's ijma'ah, ijma'ah, in of itself, it is hujjah, it is evidence, as Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih Uthimeen mentions. So, for uh, ittiba'ah, so following Ijma'ah is not Taqlid. Now as it relates to the topic of, topic of Taqlid, you have first that it be uh, in general, the one who does not have the ability to understand the hukum in, in, in and of itself or he cannot understand it himself. So therefore, Sheikh Uthimiyyah said it's obligatory for this person to make taqlid. Why? Because Allah said, فَاسْأَلُوا أَحْلَ ذِكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ In the 16th surah, the 43rd ayah. So Allah said, so therefore, ask the people of the remembrance. And the ulama say here, the people of knowledge. If it is, you don't know. If it is, you do not know. So, this is the person who does not know. He must ask the people of knowledge because he doesn't know. So therefore, he takes their statements. Even if there's no evidence accompanied with that statement. Because why? He does not know. And Allah told him, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ ذِكْرِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ So, how can he... Um, uh, um, whether evidence is accompanied or not. If he don't know, then 
he wouldn't if he knew he wouldn't ask. So obviously he know he's asking because he does not have the evidence. So whether evidence is there or not, he doesn't have the ability to get the evidence and, and or may not understand evidence, so he accepts that which is given. Because Allah said, So ask the people of knowledge if it is you don't know. So you have taqlid that is wajib and taqlid that is permissible. Taqlid that is wajib, of course, is that taqlid, if the person does not know, he has to ask the people of knowledge. It's obligatory upon him to do so. So, let's break down the categories of people as it relates to the blind following. Because this is important to know. Because in some cases, is obligatory. Other cases, it is preferable and permissible. And other cases, it is haram. It is not permissible for the person to blindly follow anyone except that he knows that the person where he brings or derives his evidence is from. As Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, I believe who said it, and Allah Ta'ala A'lam, it's not permissible for anyone to accept my statements except that he knows where I bring my evidences from or where or how did I derive my evidences. And in most cases, a lot of times, we are unaware, especially the common people, unaware of how the ulama have derived their evidences. So, um, let's look at it a little further. So, Sheikh Abdul Rahman Sa'adi, or some ulama say Sa'adi, who is the teacher of Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih Huthimin in his book, Usul al-Fiqh al-Muhimma, he, he points out the mujtahid, the one who has the ability to derive his his own uh, uh, evidences from Kitab and Sunnah and give a ruling based on that. But then he says about the one who is who doesn't have the ability, he says, upon him, alayhi a taqlid wa su'al, is, is blind following and asking, kama dhakar Allahu al-amrain fi qawlihi as he mentions on page 119, he said that, as Allah has mentioned about these uh, two affairs, that meaning blindly following and asking. He said, or following and asking. He said, Allah said, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ ذِكْرِ So here's the asking. Asking the people of knowledge. إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ If it is, you don't know. And that where the following comes in at. So from that, we can understand that, and the ulama have mentioned, uh, that one, it is not an obligation upon everyone to make ishtihad. Everyone will have that ability. Because if it was, Allah would not have said, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ ذِكْرِ It shows you something will have that ability. And second, that it is not totally prohibited for everyone to be a follower of the scholars without having any evidence. So, as it relates to the one who doesn't have the ability, let's get into the classifications. You have one, the general person, the general people, those in which don't have the ability to look into the the the, 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 the or the adilla, the evidences. So when those people... It is an obligation, it is a must that they ask Ahlul Ilm, the people of Kitab and Sunnah, 
Going back to it, as Allah said, So if you don't know, ask the people who know. And this is, as we mentioned uh, earlier, the 16th surah, the 43rd ayah. So, that individual who doesn't know, the general people, who don't have the ability to look into the evidences, they must ask the people of knowledge in order to uh, uh, come about with um, an answer. They must ask the people of knowledge and they must accept that. They accept that from them and they uh, take that as a ruling whether evidence is, a, is applied or not. The second category is the motabia, the follower, the one in which He's on a higher level, darajah, uh, in ilm, in fihm, in knowledge and understanding over the person, the general person. But this one, he has the, the ability to understand the evidences when it's clarified to him, as well as um, to look into what is preferred from the evidences and other than that. So therefore, فَهَذَا لَا يُجُوزْ لَهُ It's not permissible for this one. الْأَخْذَ بِقَوْلْ أَحَدٍ دُونَ أَنْ يُعْرَفَ دِلِلُهُ يَعْرَفُ دِلِلُهُ It's not permissible for this one to take the evidences from anyone except that he knows his evidence. This goes with the statement of Abu Hanifa. And it's upon him that he do what he's able in looking to the differences of the scholars. So, so the one who, who, the second level, the Muslim who follows, but he has the ability, unlike the general Muslim who don't have the ability to look into the evidences, he's different. He has the ability to look into it. So it's not permissible for him to take the evidence, uh, take the fatwa, except that he, 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 he knows where the fatwa was derived from. Because he has the ability to look into it and look into the various differences. He can distinguish if it's right or wrong. But in some cases where he doesn't have that ability to see what's preferable, then as ulama say, he lowers his status down to the general person who doesn't have the ability. And then he asks Ahlul Ilm. Based on the verse, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ ذِكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ So in some cases he asks when he doesn't know. In some cases, he, he don't ask because he knows and he can look into it. In that case, when he can look into it and find the correct answer, it's not permissible for him to take without any evidences and knowing how the sheikh uh, brings his evidence. And the last case is the mushtihid, the, 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 the scholar who is able to look into kitab and sunnah without anyone and he can bring his own evidences Without asking anyone at all. He doesn't need that. He doesn't have to look at, uh, sometimes he knows, sometimes he doesn't know. In this case, it's not permissible for him to accept anything from any scholar because he's a scholar himself and he knows the correct evidence and how to go about it. So it's not permissible for him to take anything from a scholar without any, any evidences at all. At all. Um, so this is the three categories. One, the person who is general, who can't understand the evidences at all. He can't look into it at all. He doesn't have that ability. Then he takes what the scholar gives him without any proof. 
The second, the one who's able at times to look into the evidences himself and the different opinions of the scholars. So therefore, if the scholar doesn't bring any evidence, it's not permissible for him to accept it. He must look into it himself and bring about the correct understanding and knows where the scholar brings his evidence from. And at times, he asks because he doesn't know. And the third is the one who doesn't need the scholars at all. He's able to bring, this is the Mushtihid, the scholar who's able to bring about his own understanding, going directly to the source of Kitab and Sunnah. The Kitab and Sunnah. Now, sometimes the, the scholar, he may, if he doesn't have time, uh, you know, he looks into, like Sheikh Uthimeen, he mentions that he cannot return back to the Qutb uh, for the evidences. He doesn't he don't have the time, the ability uh, to look into the evidences at that particular time. Then he can take uh, uh, the statements of the uh, the uh, ulama such as uh, Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah because he's closer to being correct you know from other than, than, than him so in that case he can look into the statements of Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah without uh, him bringing any evidence because he knows Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah he's mostly close to the haq in many cases and closer than others, other than him. So with a scholar, he can, he can, the person, he can do that without seeing the evidence. So this is pretty much what I wanted to mention. I hope that I did, uh, justice in Allah Ta'ala A'lam. So with that, I say anything I said correct from Allah, from Allah alone, anything I said for mistake is myself, for myself and the shaitan. Uh, barakallahu feekum. Hafidhukum Allah min kulli shah. Wa